Alright. Welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous Podcast. And we are your hosts, Albie G, Andrea. Hi. All right. So we are recording here through Zoom for the first time. We're testing it out and hopefully there will be no technical glitches. But um yeah, it's July 4th. Happy Independence Day. And um, we wanted to revisit a topic that we've covered already before, but just with what's been going on in the news, uh, lots of things happening that are relevant to the topic of UFOs and aliens, uh, seeing that it's July 4th, um, we're going to go into some discussion about the government uh, unclassifying these uh, reports uh, and investigations surrounding um, UFOs, uh, unidentified flying objects. Um, This just happened like a few weeks ago, maybe last week. Um, And then hopefully also talk about some fun pop culture things, uh, some movies, the future of space travel, and things related to that. So um, yeah, looking forward to revisiting this topic. I think we had a really good conversation last time, a lot of good feedback from people about our first episode. And so I thought it'd be cool to kind of do, uh, to revisit that again. Um, so yeah, I feel like a, lot's, a lot has happened. Um, obviously a crazy 2020 um, and a good start to, the, to 2021. Uh, we're already halfway through the year. Uh, but I think this was something that really caught people's attention. Uh, and even like the lead up to the release of this report uh, that came out from the Pentagon and really interesting to read. And uh, I kind of wanted to get your reaction to um, just sort of what they were saying. I feel like they said some things and then they still didn't acknowledge other things. But it was interesting to kind of to kind of see that in the news um just recently um yeah like i knew that they were going to release something i didn't get um you know to fully like i mean i heard about it i didn't get to actually like read like an article or anything about it but um it's kind of interesting that like they took the time to you know release like reports or whatever that has been uh collected I mean, I guess this is like what, how, how long has this been going on for like for years and years, right? Um, but it's kind of interesting that they, they were just like, all right, here, here's a list of things that went on. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. And um, yeah, I was looking, uh, so you're able, so the, the report's like free to download by anybody if you just type it in. Um, like UFO report June 2021. Uh, you can you can download it. You can take a look at it. It's only nine pages, and um, so I think it was a lot much more brief than people were expecting, but really interesting nonetheless. Uh, and just you know, quickly, there's like a, I think on page two, it, it, there's an executive summary, basically highlighting some bullet points, um, and it says that they in. It reviewed reports between 2004 and 2021, and they looked exclusively at sources from within the U.S. government. So, of course, 
people witnessing things out uh, in the public that was not included in this report. Um, but really interesting to see that um, it looks like trying to get the number exactly of of how many sightings they were were reported. Uh, I think it's a hundred, a hundred thirty-four, a hundred twenty-four. Uh, something in in that ballpark range, a hundred and such reports, and um, you know, oh, witness yeah. witnesses from within from within the U.S. military. Um, so I mean, there's um, I'm sure some of you saw the the footage. So in anticipation of re the release of this report uh, all over the news there were like several videos that were recorded by uh, Navy fighter pilots that you know it, it shows them um, you know the videos are from within the cockpit of, of the plane and you can see what they see and you're getting like their reaction and it's really really fascinating because as they're flying they're you know and they're going at speeds that are you know uh, you know, few humans can can withstand the speeds that they're going at. You know, they they're the training and the the physical um, you know requirements to be a fighter pilot are intense, and so they're witnessing things that are moving faster than they're moving uh, and doing things that they're not able to do in these advanced you know um, these jets that are you know the top technology that the U.S. government has. So really interesting, and I think. Um, for a lot of people that have been skeptical, um, you know, pretty, um, you know, convincing or um, compelling video footage. Now, the, the the next step is, you know, what is it exactly? And and this report doesn't make any conclusions. And I think that's the biggest statement. Um, you know, right away, the first sentence of the of the summary there, uh, I think on page th page three of the report, it says uh, in bold. The limited amount of high-quality reporting on UAPs, so Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, that's basically their acronym for UFOs. Uh, the limited amount of high-quality reporting on these things uh, hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of them. So basically, they're not uh, they're not making any conclusions. They're basically just saying there's reports of these things that government sources have seen and we don't know what it is and um, there's not enough information to make a conclusion uh, and they're not speculating it's just you know highlighting what they saw how they observed it um, but still interesting nonetheless but also um, you know there's a gap there you know it's not taking that next step that you know most of us are like oh it's aliens mm -hmm. uh, they don't say that they don't mention the word alien is not mentioned in there um, uh, once in the, in the whole report. So, um, yeah, really interesting. And then it, it highlights, you know, uh, the obvious things that you might, um, expect from a government report looking at something like this. So they say, um, UAPs clearly pose a safety or flight issue and may pose a challenge to us national security. Um, the reports have been screened and consolidated across different agencies and multiple explanations may be necessary. 
so I, I guess what they're saying here is it could be a number of things and um, it looks like the number is 144, 144 reports that they looked at. Uh, 80 of those reports involved observation with multiple sensors. So whether that's radar and vision, sound, uh, on the ground or from within the planes, so that that's interesting also that it's showing up in multiple things because um you know one explanation you often hear from uh, from people who are skeptical they say oh maybe it's just you know the light or maybe it's um you know a balloon or a cloud um but i think when there's multiple sensors that are reading that there's something there mm-hmm. um that that also is you know sort of gives you pause and say, you know, well, that's not a normal, you know, a cloud wouldn't show up on radar. Um, you know, a weather balloon wouldn't be big enough to show up um, on sensors um, on the ground yeah. or in the plane. So I think that's yeah. pretty interesting also. Yeah, I mean, like, pretty much what they're saying is, right, that, like, they don't know what it is, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. But they're just not sure how to classify it but it's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a few other interesting points just to cover the basics. Uh, um, UAPs, so that's what they call the UFOs, um, pose a potential threat to national security. Um, they probably lack a single explanation. So there's multiple things that they sort of say could be explanations for these uh, airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomenon, government developmental programs, so experimental technologies, um, which they don't, they have one line about that and then they don't really say anything else. So they wanna keep that pretty close to the vest there. Uh, And then finally, foreign adversary systems. So it says some UAPs, some UFOs, Maybe technologies deployed by China, Russia, another nation, or a non-governmental entity. Uh, so they call this foreign adversary systems. Uh, so it's saying it's possible that the this is like experimental technology that um, is used by an adversary that we don't know about. And, and then they talk about how they collected the data and the resources that they used to investigate this. Uh, The other, um, and there's some interesting other tidbits there, you know, uh, across across agencies and across military branches. um, It was sort of a collaborative effort. But um, the other interesting thing about this report was that it, it sort of confirmed that there was a governmental program designed to investigate this. And I think people had speculated about it, but it was never confirmed until they released this report. So in from 2007 to 2012, there was what was called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And it began as sort of a... Um, from within the Defense Intelligence Agency. 
uh, and it was budgeted and appropriated, you know, so many million dollars, over $20 million to investigate these threats uh, across party lines. So Senate Majority Leader at the time, Harry Reid, um, who's from the state of Nevada, had a great interest in this. So he's, he sort of even now speaks out about um, his interest and belief in, in UFOs as being a real phenomenon. Uh, but it, it crosses party lines, the, the interest in this program. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, you had senators, congressmen, um, the U.S. Air Force, um, U.S. Navy, the Defense Department, they all sort of contributed to this uh, to this program. And it wasn't exactly hidden. It just wasn't advertised. So mm-hmm. a lot of people really didn't know about it. Uh, but that ended in 2012. And then that led to um, when they were formulating this report, which looked at um, incidents all the way up until 2021, uh, it highlighted a new task force called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which was formed in 2020. And that's sort of the um, the latest uh um you know committee or um program that's designed to look into ufos and so uh in 2017 that's when they were starting to formulate this but it wasn't until 2020 when it it, um was funded and approved um and and that's what we have now um that is the program the task force that um, release the report and um, and so that sort of confirmed for people that we're still looking at at things like that okay yeah so really really interesting um, you know they're the ones that have um, collected and uh, dispersed the, the videos that we see you know in the news media and uh, again this has you know bipartisan support and um, and yeah, I think they were the ones that spearheaded the release of this of this report. So it's um, it's really interesting. I think this whole thing spawned a lot of renewed interest in UFOs. I mean, I feel like aliens and space has been trending over the past few years, mm-hmm. but I think just this at the beginning of this year heading into the release of this um this document uh you know people were talking about it for weeks like people were waiting for this thing to get uh to become public and then uh yeah june june 25th it um you know you're able to download it even now if you want to go online you can find it there um and the government's released other things in the past uh, I think it was Project uh, Blue Book, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where the, the government sort of um, uh, this was like in 1952, uh, and that was a the released uh, disclosures surrounding the incidents at Roswell, and. Um, so I, I think ever since then, people have been speculating, you know, okay, the, the U.S. like obviously knows something, they're investigating things of this nature. 
-hmm. And then this sort of, you know, just confirmed it and it became public. And so um, I guess the question is sort of like, why, you know, why this now? Um, you know, and I don't have an answer for that, but it is interesting to see that they're more open to talking about things that, you know, at first were either dismissed or, you know, people that are interested in this are sort of, um, you know, ridiculed. Uh, but I think it just goes to show how different of an age that we live in, in 2021, where this is talked about, you know, openly and regularly in the news media and by the government. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty crazy. Like, you know, all this, like, like I'm looking at like a bunch of, I'm looking up at what you're talking about right now, the project blue book. And it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, and we grew up with, um, you know, watching shows like the X-Files and I mean, that was like the nineties, right? And it was always interesting. I think like to somebody like myself, uh, I know like dad and, and other people in the family have like, have an interest in that or have seen things. Um, but, and that interest has been around since, you know, since the fifties. Um, but I think it's amazing to me that it's still really popular to talk about that, but also that there's, you know, official government bodies that are looking into it instead of just like, oh, it's nothing, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing that also surprises me is that like there's actual dedicated people in the military, you know, for the government, just, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they do, but they're actively looking recording you know trying to figure out if there actually is something out there or is it a weather balloon or is it like you know a star exploding or you know something like that like they want to actually figure it out and you know I guess potentially tell us I mean they did keep it you know I guess they were keeping it secret for a while, but I don't know if that was because they weren't sure of what it was and they wanted to give us like an actual answer or is it something actually, you know, extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I think um, in that pro those two programs that uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program and then the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. I think it it's they're run they were run within the Department of Defense, but sp specifically um, the U.S. Navy, so Naval Intelligence. Mm -hmm. They sort of um, led the charge on this. So even though, um, so like the Air Force obviously has has pilots and planes, uh, but the Navy does also. And I think in regards to specifically looking at UFOs or, or UAPs, um, the Navy just sort of, you know, took control of, of investigating that. So whenever somebody witnesses something, no matter what branch it is, um, that information gets sent apparently, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this yeah. is confirmed or not, but the Navy sort of is the one that looks into it. 
uh, from what I from what I understand and, and from what I'm you know looking at um, in these reports. So yeah, super interesting. Um, and just amazing how it's been going on for so long. And, um, but yeah, it's it sort of, at least for me, uh, and I think a lot of people in the media also, were sort of questioning like why this and why now? And, um, you know, the, the one possible explanation that, you know, and there's like different things that they say, okay, could be UFOs or whatever. And one of them was like, um, you know, adversaries, uh, like using experimental tech or something. Um, and so one thing that people have talked about as a possible you know, reason for them doing this is to get people to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're, if you say, oh, like there's UFOs and the government's looking at it, um, you know, it's it's renewing that interest. Uh, you know, people are paying attention. You know, and if they witness something, um, you know, then then the government can look at it. But if they just say, "Oh, it's just you know, you know, our adversaries using technology," like it, it, then it's kind of interesting, but it's not as like um, it doesn't pull people in as much as like talking about UFOs specifically. Yeah. Um, and then also, the, I mean, the other interesting thing too is um, the fact that they rebranded um, UFOs to UAPs. Um, they've said that it was for several reasons, and 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 one of it was to sort of um, uh, to ease the sort of anxieties that people may have about UFOs. And the term is so uh, you know emotionally charged where. By, by using UAPs instead, mm-hmm. uh, it sort of takes away both the stigma of talking about UFOs, but also the anxieties that it provokes in some people. So I think that's a really interesting move that they that they did there, sort of rebranding, rebranding yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like less scary and more of like, you know, a, something a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say professional, um i don't know maybe that's just something that like you know the government does Mm -hmm. but you're right it kind of takes away that like anxiety from people who are like you know i know there's something out there and i'm afraid of it you know Mm kind of thing yeah um so and i think that gets to sort of um a little bit of what we talked about in our last episode how there's been this sort of renewed interest in space in general, just like space technology. Uh, we talked about SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk, and his sort of goal to get people to the moon, to Mars, to get space travel and space tourism to become a thing. Um, you know, and SpaceX is already a huge company. They've done so many, you know, test runs and you know, test pilots and um, they have Starlink, so Starlink um, satellite internet, uh, which was the cause of some UFOs in Los Angeles a few years ago. Um, That was talked about. Uh, But then also, um, you know, Virgin Galactic. So you have a lot of companies now that are planning on space tourism and like vacations to space. Uh, Like that's going to be a thing within the next three years, uh, and maybe even sooner. 
Um, but yeah, you mentioned that Virgin Galactic was sending somebody up like pretty soon, right? Yeah, I think because I read somewhere and I forgot where I saw this, but I think it was like, um, you know, because you know how like Elon Musk is like, yeah, I'm going to be the first one in space, you know, as like a regular person. Or I guess they were talking about first billionaire or something like that, who's going to be the first person uh, to go commercially into space. And they're like, no, no, Richard Branson, you know, he's he's going to be the one who's going to do it first. And if you go to the Virgin Galactic web website, they have like a countdown. It says, join the launch of a new space age, six days, eight hours, 35 minutes. And I was just like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to, you know, is it in a week that he's going to be the one going up in one of those little um, space planes, um, you know, as the, the first, uh, I guess he's like a, a multi-billionaire. I'm assuming uh, to go to space. So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool because, like, on the website, like, they'll show, you know, like what the plane actually looks like. And it's, uh, it looks like one of those, uh, I guess, like a private jet. That's almost kind of like what it looks like. It looks kind of small to me, anyway. Um, but it's definitely not like a regular average plane. It's, it's like it to me. It looks like a like a chrome kind of um, airplane with like a you know the wings are obviously like a little different, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it says I'm looking at um, it's like a Bloomberg article that came out uh, like a few days ago, uh, two days ago. Yeah, it says Richard Branson plans to fly to space on July 11th, days before fellow billionaire Jeff Bezos. So Bezos. That's Bezos. Okay. From Amazon. Yeah. So Bezos is, is planning a trip to space July 20th from, from West Texas aboard a rocket made by Blue Origin, the Amazon.com founder's space company. And then... Virgin Galactic, the Unity spacecraft will carry three employees and two pilots in uh, from the launch site in New Mexico. So that's pretty interesting, and I haven't I hadn't been following that as closely, but um, yeah, I didn't know that you know Bezos and Branson were planning to go you know really quickly. Um, yeah, I didn't even know Bezos was even interested in going to space. I thought it was always um, Elon was the one who wanted to like go to space. So that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, so not this week coming up, but the uh, so next sun uh, Sunday the eleventh, and then um, the following week, July twentieth, is a Tuesday. And um, I think that's when they're planned to to fly. But one thing that I that I know from SpaceX doing these like test runs, mm -hmm. like the weather has to be perfect. And I remember the SpaceX like test flight, and they didn't go like deep into space. They just went sort of into the outer atmosphere. But they it was delayed like several times because the weather had to be just right. Mm -hmm. um, 
Cause I think it's like, if like one little thing, like the weather's bad, you know, and something, if something hits the, the rocket, like it, it, it puts it in jeopardy. And so, um, you know, we'll see hopefully the weather, you know, I'm sure they chose a day where it's like supposed to be really clear. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you have two billionaires planning to go up there. I mean, I wonder uh, if this is going to be televised. Like I'm interested oh, in actually yeah. I'm sure. looking. I, I mean, I really want to like find out if, you know, how it goes. Like I want to actually see them like take off and, you know, I want to see everything. So hopefully this is going to be on television or somewhere where I can, at least online or something where I can actually see like what, what is happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it says like the news surrounding this um, like has helped Virgin Galactic stock. So Virgin Galactic's it, its own separate, you know, company, you know, obviously owned by, by Richard Branson, but um, this is specifically the like space portion of his of, of his companies. Um, so it says Virgin Galactic stock soared 34% to $57.80 wow. before the, st- the start of regular trading in New York. The flight was announced after U.S. stock markets closed on Thursday. So um, obviously it's done well for their for their company. And it's also, it's interesting to see a publicly traded space company like that. You know, the stock goes up and down, like sur- surrounding the news, you know, the company has to hit these like sort of, um, you know, deadlines and markers to stay on track to make sure that their plans are, are um, you know, on the right track, on the right timeline. Uh, but it's interesting to see how a company like that, you know, it's trading at $57 right now. But imagine like three years from now when Virgin Galactic is taking people to space, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it'll be like, you know, like Tesla, you know, a stock that has just skyrocketed with electric cars in that technology in recent years. But I remember looking like, you know, five years back, 10 years back, and people thought, oh, you know, the electric car, like that'll never happen. And, you know, sure enough, you know, there's Teslas everywhere (laughs) here in Southern California. I think the same thing will be like with SpaceX, Virgin Galactic, you know, 10 years from now, you know, people will be taking vacations into, um, you know, the, the, or into the earth's orbit to the moon, maybe Mars. Um, So I think that's really cool that, that like that's happening relatively quickly Mm -hmm. and uh it's also cool to see like i remember when spacex was doing those those test launches and and you mentioned how you know you you would want to watch the launch for both of these both of these um spacecraft you know uh, next week um you know people really get into it and they get really excited um you know spacex has this collaboration with nasa um, you know, people really get excited about space travel and, you know, there's merch that you can buy online, you know, with little like patches and, and, um, you know, little models of the spacecraft. Like there's a lot of like, you know, toys and games and and things like that, that surround the excitement for this. Um, so I think that's really cool to see. And I'm, that's something I'm looking forward to is people getting excited about that. Oh, Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we covered 
you know, the government's disclosures and the discussion surrounding uh, UFOs and unidentified, um, unidentified spacecraft, um, the renewed interest, and that's happening really soon. Um, but it is July fourth, and so you mentioned something in the in the prep for this this episode that um, there's a movie, right? That I think everybody. Uh, everybody loved when it came out, you know, that's significant for this day on July 4th, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know um, if anybody remembers a small little film called Independence Day um, (laughs) that came out in 1996. Um, Probably, my opinion, one of the best disaster films I've ever seen, ever, Um, you know, starring Will Smith, uh, I believe Bill Pullman, um, Jeff Goldblum. Um, it was a lot of, uh, you know, celebrities that everybody knows. Um, that came out 25 years ago. So, um, you know, I I don't know if you remember that film at all, but I don't know if you even remember 1996. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. I was just... Um... It was hard for me to grasp that it's been 25 years. Uh, 1996, uh, it feels like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the movie very well. I remember, I think we probably went with mom and dad to the theaters to see it and buying the, um, you know, the VHS tape in oh, the 90s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that was a big movie and, you know, an action film. Um, you know, there was, um, you know, I think dad, <laughs> that's probably one, one of dad's favorite scenes from that movie was like the, the speech by Bill Pullman, by president Bill yes. Pullman, when they're getting ready to fight the, uh, the alien threat and they're all loading up on the, in the, uh, fighter, um, the fighter jets and they're all trying to, you know, trying to save humanity and then as a mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum I forgot he was in that movie <laughs> uh he's like trying to upload this virus or something and then he and Will Smith go I mean spoil spoiler alert but if you haven't seen this movie it's been 25 years so yeah just um rent yeah. it rent it on Apple TV rent it on Amazon like it's it's great yeah. It's got it's got everything. It's got action. It's got aliens. It's got um, it's got Will Smith. It's got mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's it's a like killer I combo. Mean, but those are like that was what the '90s were about. Like if you think about that, it was all about Will Smith. It was all about like Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. action adventure, like those kinds of films. That was like essential '90s. If you didn't have like a blockbuster action film in the '90s, like you know, what did you have? And so, wait, so this came out on July 4th. Is that right? I think it came out or like I'm that weekend sure, or something. I'm sure it came out like July 4th weekend. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out what date it actually came out. I'm going to take a guess and say it was like July 2nd or 3rd. Mm-hmm. So probably, yeah. Independence day weekend. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's still a thing now is like the summer blockbuster um 
maybe not as much this past year or two with like yeah with, i was gonna with say what COVID was, affecting what was the, this year's uh blockbuster quote-unquote uh film for, uh, because this is a big this usually is a big weekend for films right it's like this weekend somewhere around like the holidays like thanksgiving that's usually like a big time thanksgiving, for like christmas thanksgiving, yeah christmas yeah. like that kind of uh time but this year i literally can't tell you what film well there, there's a marvel movie black widow coming out oh, right, um, right. within a few days but they're doing uh, they're doing in theater and then on Disney Plus, so um, you know they're adapting to, you know, the present circumstances. But yeah, I think the past couple of years they're really, um, you know, you know the Hollywood has has taken a big a big hit. Um, you know, you, you couldn't you couldn't go to the movie theaters to see a film, and so um, a lot of films were either delayed or released uh, like streaming. Um, but I think this year they're slowly starting to get back to it. But yeah, I, I think you're right. There's not like, um, cause before there was like multiple like big movie releases uh-huh. from the different, um, you know, production houses. And now it's like, it's not as, it's not as big, but that was a big thing was like the summer blockbuster. I wish I could find like I'm probably sure it's like available on like YouTube or something like that but like um because I'm reading this uh article from like Variety and how they had like a Super Bowl ad for this movie so I kind of want to like go back later and try to find that Super Bowl ad see if somebody has uploaded it because it says right here that the tagline for it is enjoy the Super Bowl it may be your last so, I mean, that's <laughs> that's certainly going to get me. Not a lot of things want me, like, you know, intrigue me to go to the movies. <laughs> but that is definitely something where I'm like, oh, I need to see this movie. Yeah. And there was a sequel, right? There was like an there Independence was a Day 2. I never yeah. saw that one. You know what? I recently, I think I want to say in the last, maybe like last year, uh, I think we, I think I saw that. I saw that with dad and um, he wasn't too impressed with it. I don't think like, I mean, obviously nothing is as good as the original. Uh, spoiler alert, Will Smith does not come out in this movie. So, uh, really? um, but m- I want to say most of the cast does come out in it. Um, I want to say Bill Pullman returns as a uh, former president. Um, I believe his name is uh, Whitmore. Um, and also Jeff Goldblum still is in this film. And also, um, the guy who plays his dad, I think his name was, um, oh my God, Hirsch. Uh, I forgot his first name, but I remember it's Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. There we go. He's 86 years old. Yeah. He's from the Bronx, New York. He still plays uh, the dad, wow. uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad. So it's kind of cool to see him uh, back in that film. So Liam um, Hemsworth is in it also, apparently. Yeah, he is. He's in that too. And um, I'm sure that, I mean, I don't want to give too much away because it it's not terrible, but it's not, you know, it's not what you expect. There's a, there's a lot in there where you're like, oh, really? Okay, like that's interesting. 
um, the former president's daughter gets involved with uh, with everything that comes into the movie. So it's it's pretty interesting to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I'm curious now, and I may I may go back and watch this one just to just to see it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, what apparently this came out in 2016. You know, I wasn't too excited about it because I'm like, you know, I, I think at the time there's been a lot of, um, and, and we did we did an episode about um, like spinoffs and remakes, like that was a huge trend. Mm-hmm you know, the past 10 years for like movies and TV shows. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical when they remake something because, you know, obviously something as good as, as Independence Day, you know, you, you know, you can ruin the original by like trying to, yeah, exactly. to do a, a bad sequel like 10 years later. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I, I, I'm interested, I think I'll at least go back and, and, and watch this mm-hmm. one because, you know, I, I didn't watch it when it, when it came out, but, you know, obviously the, the first one is just a, a classic. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't ruin it. It's just that, um, it adds to it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It adds to it. Like, did you like the movie? Like the, the, it's, was the Independence Day resurgence? Like, did you like it? Like if you had to say yes or no, like. I would say yes. So I, I liked it. I probably would watch it again, but I don't see it as, as a classic, like the original Independence Day. It's kind of like, think about this. It's kind of like the first few Jurassic Parks. Mm -hmm. Like those were good. But then the Jurassic Park sequels after that, it adds to it, probably watch it again. But yeah. it's not it's not Jurassic Park. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um well, I was gonna have an I had another comment about this this movie. Um I I remember when Independence Day came out and people were like, um, they were talking about the aliens that they like looked different than like a normal alien movie. Like when you think of aliens, you probably think of like the little green men with the big eyes and the yeah. like, you know, the classic alien like sort of look. And I remember when this movie came out, like that was an interesting thing was that, yeah, uh, well, like they wore these like big, scary like suits or whatever. They're like flight suits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but they looked like monsters like they looked more like monsters than they did like you know aliens but yeah i remember that like that people were talking about that when it came out that they looked that sort of added to the movie you know what they kind of remind me of a little bit and i don't know if this makes any sense to anyone or to you or whatever but they kind of look like giant um venus fly traps Mm -hmm. uh, in a weird way i don't know if that like the shape that they had or you know what not a Venus flytrap. I'm sorry, like a squid. Yeah, yeah. Like they kind of look like a weird squid or something like that. Like to that, some sort of animal. Yeah, I remember that scene where, like, I think there's like a crash and like Will Smith sees like the dead alien or whatever, and he drags it, and it it, mm-hmm. it, it looks like he's dragging like a big squid, right? 
Yeah. And then they take it to like the lab or whatever. Um, and then there's like a little alien inside the bigger suit, sort of like That's wearing right. wearing this like suit or whatever. Yes. Uh, and then now that I'm talking, I'm like Googling like what they look like. Uh, and then the other thing too, is that they had like psychic powers, right? Like he, they, they had like telepathy. Like I remember that yes. scene where Bill Pullman's like ask, asking this alien questions and he's like speaking like through their minds. And then it like, he was speaking through their minds through, he, but he was also using uh, the doctor or the person who was like studying yeah, him, yeah. like he had him like like gripped like, onto him, and he was just like using him as like a mouthpiece. Right. That was the part that like creeped me out a little bit. I was like, oh, that's so weird. But yeah. it was also like, oh my god, like you can't you can't look away because it was just so like it was so scary and so like interesting at the same time. Yeah, that was a really creepy scene. Now that I'm mm-hmm. you know like thinking back to the movie. Like that felt like that had a horror movie kind of feel to it when it's like that interrogation scene and they're in that lab and he takes control of the doctor and it's like, you know, uh, asking what he wants. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the aliens like wants to destroy everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was a really, um, really crazy, like cool scene. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that just, it was, you know, great movie all the way around. Yeah, so um, I think about I think that about covers it. Um, oh, there was one final note. So as we're sort of wrapping up this discussion on UFOs, aliens, movies, space travel, um, there was uh, when it, I was reading that report that came out, and there's like explanations for you know things that people see. Um, I learned something about, uh, I remember I had, I had a story one time where like I was with some friends at the house and there was like a green flash. Right. And I think I told this story on either my channel or on, on this channel at at one point. Um, but basically the story was like, there was like this strange green flash at night that, um, like multiple people saw that we had no explanation for it. Uh, and then I came across a, um, like uh something about astronomy and like weird astronomy and and i i finally found an explanation for it and it's not an alien but it um it's interesting so apparently once in a while when the sun sets um if it hits the atmosphere if the light from the from the sun if there's like the right amount of like clouds and atmospheric pressure it creates a green flash like right when the sun is setting. And oh. I think that might be what I saw. <laughs> so I can't say that I've seen a UFO, but I've seen a green flash and I think, you know, I, it wasn't anything paranormal, but uh, it was really strange. Like, and I think there's videos of like recordings of it. Uh, it's really hard to capture because it doesn't happen every time the sun sets. But in certain places like Los Angeles, because Los Angeles has a lot of like air pollution. And I think that's the other thing, part of it. It's sort of like an Aurora Borealis, Mm -hmm. like the Northern Lights. You know how like people will take trips up to um, like the North Pole or something and they'll see like weird lights or whatever. 
uh it's like the like the magnetism of uh of the earth and like the atmosphere it, it creates this right combination where there's like these like colors like green and and other things but um I, I came across that recently and i was like that was an explanation that um explained what i saw at one time so I don't oh, know if I don't know if I don't know if you've ever seen a UFO, but I thought I saw one. You know, this was like a long, like over ten years ago, and um, so that was my story, but and explanations, and so no, um, yeah, no independence aliens on that one. But at the time, you were like, "What is that?" Yeah, it was really strange. It it wasn't like an object that we saw, but it was like you know this green flash that was like it lit up the sky, and it was strange and, and nobody knew what it was you know uh at the time but That's uh, i guess i guess scientists have have looked into that that phenomenon but i think that gets to like you know people's have mul there's multiple explanations you know not everything that people see as an alien like it can be other strange things mm -hmm. but um i think that's part of part of it too is like you know with uh, you know, with cell phones and cameras now, people can record things and we can see it. And, um, you know, depending on what it is, you know, it can still be interesting, even if it's not, you know, scary or paranormal. But, um, but yeah, that was my story. Other than that, I've yet to see anything strange in the sky. I mean, neither have I. I mean, except for the thing that I saw today, which there has to be some sort of explanation for why there was a bright, glowing, orange flame in the sky besides hmm. the fireworks that were actually going around but this was not a firework it looked like a fireball or like a uh, oh it's weird like a a flame it was like an actual flame and i was like either a plane is on fire or something like and then i turned my head and then it disappeared there was no longer in the sky so uh, something was burning did you take a picture I didn't and I should have taken some video of it because I was yeah. like, what is this? And I was trying to see if like maybe I think you said something about like there's a website where people report sightings yeah. of weird stuff all the time. And I was like trying to look it up and see if like maybe somebody else saw it. Um, but I think I have the wrong website. Uh, this doesn't look like the one that you <laughs> you showed me before. So um i i don't know what it was and i have an explanation for it but i don't really know if that's what it was yeah there's um uh so the website that we that we talked about last time was called um mufon m-u-f-o-n and um yeah they track you know people like people's um people will send in like reports photos videos um so if you if you're listening and you've never checked out the website it's definitely worth checking out because there's a lot of interesting things on there uh and i think they're based out of oh it says ohio i think they had like a branch in like irvine or something but there's like a, a ufo tracker there's a live map there's um you can look up the last like 20 reports so there's a lot of interesting things that if you've never been to the website you can kind of um 
you know, click around and see what's there. Um, so if you go to the MUFON website, mm. uh, MUFON.com, Mutual UFO Network, uh, then they have a map. So that'll take you to UFOstalker.com. And that has like a live map. So people send in reports. I think there's an app that you can download for your phone also. And uh, and you can sort of click around and see like your area and people see, people see something, people see things and then they report it. And then sometimes there's pictures and then other times there's not, but uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. And I think that might've been the one that we, we talked about last time. Okay. Yeah. This is the one, because now that I'm looking at it, um, it has the map. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and I think you can, you can search by location or by like time. So yeah, maybe somebody saw it also and reported it. Yeah. Hopefully we can, um, we could go back and, and, and see, hopefully, um, there's some information about it. I'm sure somebody else saw it and, and okay. submitted a thing on there. Somebody reported something. It says orange fireball. That was in Phoenix. Oh, okay. So there's no way that they could have seen it where I've seen it. I mean, but who knows? Maybe it was the same one and it just like traveled really fast. Yeah. Yeah, super interesting though. But there are several people that did see something orange in the sky or mm-hmm. an amber light. So Yeah. Maybe it, wasn't it just was me. uh multiple places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean technically you did see a, U- a UFO, unidentified flying object. It's just unidentified. Is, you don't yeah. know what it is. So <laughs> I mean, there you go. <laughs> Cool. Um, so yeah, this was a really cool discussion. Uh, I'm really glad we got to um, revisit this topic because I feel like even though it's something that's talked about a lot, I feel like just recently and like this next week coming up, there's a lot of interesting things happening. Um, so we talked about the government reports that came out last week, and then we have two billionaires doing their own space travel within the next coming weeks. So that's something to look out for uh, that we're excited about and um, should be able to, to view on the news. I'm sure people are just gonna, that's all people are gonna be talking about, um, you know, a week from a week from now and then the following week. And uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. All right, so um, thank you for listening. Uh, this was the first time that we've done sort of a like remote Zoom session, um, but I think it worked really well. I think the technology worked out. Um, we got our mic set up, had a um, able to have a good conversation, and um, it was fun to look back at some uh, some nineties nineties um, mm-hmm. nostalgia. Definitely a classic uh, alien movie in Independence Day. Uh, But we hope you guys have a fun and safe 4th of July and a fun and safe summer. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to revisit some other topics. Maybe we'll look back at at things that we've talked about already. Uh, 
uh, and maybe re revisit some things uh, and also talk about uh, more things that we like in terms of pop culture and the paranormal and uh, looking forward to having some more conversations about those those topics. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for um, for doing this Zoom session, and um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Take care. All right, bye.